Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode number 55, and I hope we're all feeling quite alive. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Ross Moormeyer. Hey, what's up? And Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> Today we have such a wonderful guest, uh, Sam's Manbridge, uh, aka Rookie Rocket Thirteen on Instagram, tattoo artist, uh, artist herself, and the incredible journal uh, of her own hockey journey. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show. Say hi to all the uh, uh, metaphoric people out there, I guess. <laughs> hi everyone! Thank you so much for having me out. Oh, no, absolutely. We're really stoked to have you on and kind of like uh, pick your brain about, you know, kind of what you're doing in the hockey community. But uh, before that, we've got Hockey Day in History and Player Spotlight. So without further ado, let's get to Hockey Day in History. And as per usual, we love to have our guests start us off right. So, Sam, can you throw us a beautiful Hockey Day in History for us? Yeah, this day in hockey history, the San Jose Sharks lost 7-3 to the Flames at Calgary to finish their second season with an NHL record of 71 losses and just two ties. <laughs> 71 losses. I like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. And uh, you have a, you have actually have a pretty good reason why you picked that one, didn't don't you? Yeah, my fiance is a Sharks fan, and I'm a Flames fan. Oh, that's perfect. So, so yes, everybody will know his, uh, like your fiance's kind of demise uh, uh, to the like ten people listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't told him that one already, definitely let him know later. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe just have him listen to this episode; it might come as a surprise for him. <laughs> All right, that's a seventy-one. Oh my God, that's just ridiculous. Or Whispered in his ear right before he goes to bed. Yeah, seventy-one losses. Yeah. My honey, Good love night. you. By the way, seventy-one. <laughs> that uh, it sounds like something I do. I'm a, it's a pretty devious kind of thing. And then so. you just fall asleep comfortably. Yeah, just with a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bryce, what do you got there for hockey day in history? All right, guys. So in this day in hockey history, April sixteenth, nineteen seventy. Bobby Orr became the first defenseman in NHL history to score goals in four straight playoff games when he scored twice as Boston won and beat the Rangers 4-1 in New York in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup quarterfinals. Bobby Orr, number four. Uh, that's probably what they were chanting. But, uh, I mean, Bobby what? I mean, Bobby Orr. Right. I mean... He, re- he he was like the re- revolution for the defense. Oh, he was. And you know what's so funny about it is that, like, when you actually ask Bo- Bobby now about, like, how he revolutionized the defenseman, uh, r- defenseman role in hockey at the time, he's like, I didn't, I, I guess, you know, people keep telling me that, but, you know, back then when I was playing, I was just trying not to lose and just like play good hockey and uh, I don't know I guess it's kind of like a a humble way of looking at you know being probably one of the best defensemen ever right and a roundabout way to just say that I was playing my game nothing else yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah a real humble way of saying it too so I mean I I mean 
you really ask anybody who played along Bobby Orr, played against Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr you, you, they would say, like, he is such a great dude, such a humble kind of person. I mean, I've had the uh, uh, pleasure of talking to Peter McNabb about Bobby a lot of times, and he can tell you all these incredible stories about how great of a person he is. Oh, yeah. And what I like about this one, too, is he's a defenseman, right? And so when you look at that, you're just like, having four straight goals in, a, in playoff games? Like, that's that's being clutch. That's being super clutch. No, that's what that's what Mr. Orr was, Mr. Clutch. I mean, they wouldn't have that Stanley Cup against the St. Louis Blues without him. Nope. All right. Anyways, uh, let's, keep her, let's keep her going. Uh, Mr. Ross, uh, Ross Tito. Uh-huh. Let's, yeah. let's see what you got here, buddy. All right, all right Cody. Yeah. Okay. Cody. All right. Okay, all right, Cody. okay Ross. <laughs> it's uh, April 16th, 1996. Ron Hextall, the one and only, became the winningest goaltender in Flyers playoff history and led the team to a 73 win over the Lightning in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. In, uh. And in Philadelphia... And in Phil, uh, in Hextall's, <laughs> but in Hextall's uh, career in Philadelphia, he has 36 playoff wins at that time. And one of those, uh, one of those playoff wins, he actually scored a goal. So that's uh, that's pretty sweet, right there. Right. Oh gosh, I'm like weird flex, but okay. Not a Philadelphia fan, but weird flex, but okay. I'll take it. Yeah. And then he, well, he passed Bernie Perron. Uh, and Bernie so. Perron, I mean, well, uh, you know, Philly's had some incredible attendees in their time. I mean, uh, Van Beesbrook for a time, uh, Hextall. Such a sick mask. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, and yeah, the uh, Pella Lindbergh and, you know, um, Bernie Perron. I mean, that's that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good company to be with. Oh, yeah. Beauty. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna I'm gonna round this baby out real quick, and we can uh, get on with this. Uh, you know, Sam's looking really uh, really uh, uh, ready to get it get it going. She's just like, come on, why are these guys talking so much? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, April 16, 2000, Doug Waite scored his first career playoff hat trick to lead the Oilers to a five to two win. <sighs> My bad. Uh, against the Dallas Stars at Game 3 of the Western Conference. It, it actually ended a streak of nine straight Oilers playoff losses. <laughs> oh, of course, uh, yeah, giggle about it. I'm fine I mean, with that. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a bit, I'm not like the biggest Oilers fan, and I think uh, Sam can agree if she's a Cal, uh, if you're a Calgary fan. Calgary. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, um, you know, nine straight Oilers playoff losses, I'll take it. Right. But <laughs> inning and streaks, that's not not too bad. All right, let's get her. Uh, let's get her going on player spotlight. I'm gonna make this short and sweet. Uh, obviously, player spotlight is all about who we think is killing it or just straight face palming. And I'm gonna go with somebody who's absolutely killing it right now. Um, Alexander Barkov, uh, the Florida Panthers, huge. Um, uh, let's just say, I mean, uh, eight points in the last what um, six, seven games that he's played, and they're 
And I mean, he's a bit, he's been such a huge part of why the Florida Panthers are standing at the very top of the, uh, of the league right now. They actually had a three way tie with 56 points. Uh, probably even more once this uh, this episode airs. I mean, uh, you uh, you got the Florida Panthers, you got um, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning, and and uh, um, the Colorado Avalanche sitting at the very uh, very top of the uh, (laughs) uh, at the very top of the league. And I gotta say, I mean, um, Captain uh, uh, Captain Barkov has just been lights out for him lately i mean just huge in the in the in the face off dot and i mean uh putting up points regularly so i'm uh, my player spotlight's got to be uh sasha barkov no i totally agree with that one because if you look at the point totals the guy is 40 points in 33 games so just do the math there he's literally making himself a huge threat in not just maybe once or twice a game but at least once a game yeah, it's almost a point. Uh, that's that's a point. It's point over a three point a game, yeah. per game. Um, so Sam, I I gotta ask you, who's uh, uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna have you do your own little player spotlight. Who have you been looking at that uh, has been really killing it or sucking some big <laughs> ass? <laughs> Um, I would say like Patrick Kane's always pretty much killing it. Yeah, you've got a good point, and especially now, <laughs> I mean, uh, him and Debrinket has like kind of revitalized that like uh, chemistry between them, and now they're actually sitting pretty well. Uh, they're definitely relevant for a playoff spot right now. And after after his thousandth game, I mean, he's still just rocking uh, rocking points like crazy. So. Yeah, rocking points, rocking cab drivers, dude. It's all great. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was an interesting story to come out. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say I wasn't a fan of the action. I mean, rock cold cock and a a cab driver, but who knows? Maybe he was talking about his sister or something. And talking about a wicked backhand that he has, right? Yeah, I mean that. that you know, coming down, uh, coming down on the side. You know, just uh, doing. Uh, you know, just turning just 180 flinging that uh flinging the backhand right at the net just always seems to take goalies off um uh off guard so i mean yeah i i'll I'll agree with you there patrick kane's rocking it yeah i mean you got kubalik as well i mean you got any three of those guys playing together and it's just gonna be lights out high scoring game and a real surprise too. There, uh, the center that really kind of took uh, Jonathan Taves' role is uh, Pius Suter. Uh, is yeah. it Pius or I think it's Pius. Pius. I don't know. I don't know a lot of uh, Pius Suter. We'll do it. Pius Suter. Uh, he he's been he's been playing great as well. So I mean the the Hawks are not looking too bad right now. And I mean. Even uh, Lankin and Annette has really shown up too. It's he's actually been kind of a surprise in the league this year that Chicago's been able to bounce back as um, as well as they have. Right. But yeah. a lot of young, and I mean Kirby Doc's coming back too, so that's huge as well. It is. You can tell that you know Kane and the rest of the team has been stepping up because Taves isn't there anymore. So well, I mean they have to obviously, but I think you know Kane's been doing a really good job of finding his options too. Yeah. 
absolutely. And his veteran leadership does, does help a lot. So. Oh, totally. Not very nice pl- uh, player spotlights, Adam. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. So uh, now that now that we've got all the uh, you know the house cleaning uh, done, let's uh, let's step into the uh, <laughs> let's step into the arena and get re- uh, get down. So Sam uh, Mansbridge, um, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're really excited to talk to you. Um, you've you've like you found this kind of like really cool idea to do like on on instagram like uh to journey you know like to journal your your whole like step by step through like learning how to play hockey uh before we get into that can you just kind of like break uh break down like your background and kind of how you you came up to like actually do uh decide to do this just like yeah just throw down some background on you and you know uh your life so i grew up playing soccer i've always been really big into sports and then i sustained some pretty bad concussions as a soccer goalie and ended up quitting sports for a few years and kind of just doing life and then i ended up getting into ball hockey because i've always wanted to play hockey and i started playing that i did that for about six years and I've been learning ice since 2018. I started as a goalie, and that's basically it. I made the account so I could track my progress and check it from year to year and see how as I see as I grow, and also to be a role model for other adults that want to get into it. Yeah, that, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of, that's why I found it so interesting is because it is it's truly like a great way to show that not not only are other you know uh, adults. Uh, learning to play hockey it's you know I feel like it, it's it's a good tutor for them to show that uh, I mean it, it may be problematic at sometimes but it's so worth it to actually get into you know, like a new sport um do you, uh, do you, uh, did you kind of think that 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 uh, that was gonna actually end up being this way like you know actually helpful to other uh, other people and stuff like that? When I started, I had no idea. Um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to really pull it off. And I put in the work, and I'm still learning every day. So, Absolute. Um, Bryce? Yeah, so my question to you is, you know, you're doing all this photography along with your hockey. Um, so just talk about, you know, just the fact of playing hockey and just kind of getting into the artistic fact of your hobby, too. So you kind of combined two hobbies into one with, I guess, the photo pieces of it and the hockey piece of it. So what's that life like kind of handling both of them? So before I got into hockey, I was actually in tattoo modeling. So I've been published in quite a few magazines in the tattoo industry. I did pinup pageants, calendars with like hot rods and things like that. And I did a lot of like the tattooed side of like modeling. And then when I came over to the hockey world, it kind of just made the two collide in a way. And I also enjoyed taking photos of my friends that are also into hockey and we collaborate with each other and kind of help each other out and since this past lockdown we've started getting a lot better gear we just got a 360 camera and a whole bunch of cool stuff we're starting to tinker with that's awesome and so i'm curious because you've obviously met a lot of hockey friends too and do you ever tattoo any of your hockey friends and tell us about those cool hockey tattoos if you've done any yeah, I actually got to do a tattoo at Center Ice, the Little Caesars Arena. Okay. So that was Rent the Rink. Basically, they rent NHL arenas, and then you play a shinny game, you get a jersey, you go to the NHL game. It's like a totally fun time. And the guy that runs it is a huge Red Wings fan, so he had me come do a Red Wings tattoo for him right at Center Ice in my hockey skates. 
Oh, that's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> uh, let me just take off my jersey and all of that, and yeah, let's get to inking. I mean, Sitter Ice in the Little Caesars—that's that, awesome. I mean, uh, like, uh, so this uh, so this guy just does these things all over, like all over, like uh, uh, the U.S. and North, uh, well, North America, I guess. Gosh, I'm so good at uh, geography. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's trying to do every NHL arena. I did Vegas with him like two years ago now because of COVID. Um, and I've done Detroit so far. We were supposed to do Montreal in March of last year, but COVID shut us down for that. So now everything's kind of on hold. Yeah, yeah, the damn pandemic, man. Right, but messed up all of our plans. Yeah, right. But um, like... I guess for, I don't know, it's kind of cool that it's like kind of a huge culmination that you are playing hockey. You, I've seen on the website that, I mean, the detailed hockey goalie masks and stuff that you've painted, like, those are cool. What kind of inspired you to kind of go after that with the, painting the, yeah, with the, pin, with the paintings itself? So first lockdown, I did a Blackhawks one and just for fun. And then uh, my fiance was like, that'd be a great gift, like Father's Day gift for dad. Let's do that. And then I, it just grew into original six. And now I'm just trying to do as many goalies as I can. And basically all this extra time on lockdown is giving me time to work on paintings that are fun to do, not just projects that are like flowers and things that I have to do all the time. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you thought about doing a Jerry Cheever's mask yet? Oh. Yeah, I, I did one. It's yep. one of my pop ones. Oh, beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, I, well, I think uh, here at On the Bench of Beaks, we're all a bunch of cheesy fans. So that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he revolutionized putting the cool design, I guess, oh, yeah. on the mask and everything. I just finished um, Dryden, and I have a Belfour mask upstairs, too, that I just finished. Oh, very nice. And he releases some new ones. Every painting I do, I also do prints, so people can buy prints of them. <sighs> That's cool, because they're really detailed and really awesome. I actually enjoyed looking at them. And you can and you can actually purchase those prints on uh, your website samsmansbridge.com, right? Yep. Ah, beautiful. Uh, well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely pimp that out for you, no doubt. I mean, uh, for hockey fans, uh, old school hockey fans, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, like uh, what I I guess I guess um, going back to like the hockey aspect of it, I mean. Um, uh, obviously, saying you played uh, goalie uh, as soccer, uh, I would like to. I would like to know the biggest uh, differences and uh, the same. The uh, actually the similarities between uh, playing goalie as uh, on on the field rather than on the ice. Uh, well, at least in your eyes. So the similarities I would find is like what helped me with soccer going to hockey was just positioning and being square with the ball or being square with the puck kind of thing. Right. Uh, that's helped me huge. Movement's totally different. Learning ice hockey as a goalie is so hard. I'm a lot better at ball hockey just because I'm strong on my feet versus being on skates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like basically angles are like the biggest thing that I found has helped me. But there's so many differences between the two. It's crazy. Oh yeah, not to mention you're just like cloaked in uh, a bunch of leather and uh, you know like uh, metal and plastic when you're in the net. That's why you go into hockey. The the goal shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's got to be pretty different too. Uh, different uh, rather than you know like uh, jump uh, jumping and like really stretching out. It's more like you know just collapsing more uh, on the puck rather than like uh, trying to like extend yourself in in some ways. I would think. I want to see a goalie goalie kick a puck. Just yeah. like you do in soccer, just boot it right out the crease. Just drop oh, it. Bicycle like kick. Drop it. kick. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and what uh, what I also want to know is like, I mean, uh, yeah, how, like how how connected have you be- become to the hockey community after actually starting? You know, like your Instagram. Like, uh, have you uh, like uh, what kind of like alleyways has it opened up for you, just in general? I've made friends all over the world. I've been able just to travel and go on adventures. The cool thing with like the hockey community I find is like, I can reach out to a town and be like, hey, I'm coming. Like, do you have room for me to play? And people will totally let you go play with them. And it's totally cool. Everyone just loves the game. I love it. I love it. I guess for me is you're a soccer goalie and a hockey goalie. And I think, you know, as a hockey as a hockey community, we all agree that goalies are just kind of one of a kind in their own little breed. Because who wants to stand in front of a 90 mile an hour puck at the end of the day? Or, or soccer balls coming at you at 45, 50, right? So you, I think about that and why the goalie position? Why does it interest you? Basically, when I was little, no one would play goalie. So I was just like, all right, I'll try it. And then I ended up being like pretty decent at it. And I ended up playing travel soccer and growing and training with that. And I just kind of fell into it. That's, yeah, see that, uh, that's, that seems to be some of the answer. Uh, some of the answers that I get a lot is, uh, you know, nobody else wanted to play it, so well, I'm, I'm I'm there. That's uh, kind of how our our old uh, co-host uh, Keats uh, Keats fell into playing goalie as well. Is just like, well, hell, I'll play it. I mean, and uh, that's the uh, that takes some courage, man. I uh, like I don't want I don't want to step in front of a, a 65 mile an hour you know, a um, uh, vulcanized piece of rubber. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> no, I'll hide behind the net, thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And and so you went. You talked about your concussion history. And soccer is, yeah, I don't think people realize it, but there are some really physical aspects to that sport, maybe not as much as hockey. Um, but why hockey in general? Why does that, why hockey in general for you? Because I think you know, it's, it's just as tough, right? It's just as fast-paced and everything like that. There's a lot of more injuries that can come from hockey, I think. So why hockey? I kind of always wanted to play hockey in the back of my mind. But growing up with, like, a British family, they kind of were, like, really focused on soccer. And they probably would have let me play hockey if I had asked. But I just I played soccer for my grandparents. They supported me. They were a huge support system. They were at every game. And then as an adult, when I kind of made my own choices, I decided to jump into what I've always been kind of into. Like I've always watched hockey and I played road hockey growing up. Uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the English are pretty, uh, pretty prime on that, uh, on that uh, football, if you will. Did, like, uh, so uh, you, did your parents immigrate to Canada from uh, from uh, England? Uh, or are you like first generation? My grandparents immigrated here and they still have their full on accent. It's really hard to understand them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so did they 
did uh, like when you kind of told them about how you're gonna start playing hockey? Did they, did they like? I mean, obviously, being around being in Canada, it's kind of hard not to know about hockey. But what what were their thoughts when you're like, yeah, I'm gonna start playing hockey now? Like, what did they think about that? And uh, uh, are, are they stuck with like all the uh, success that you found with it? My papa's huge into hockey, so he thought it was cool, but he also yelled at me at the same time because of my concussion history, and I'm not really supposed to be playing sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting choice to go from uh, soccer to hockey after concussion history, but hey, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm also seeing on your website here, Sam, that you're one of your goals, and I want to kind of know, uh, in your life is to go see every hockey, uh, a game at every hockey arena. How many have you knocked off your list, list so far? Because so far I've gotten, I think, five, and it seems like you travel a lot more than me, so I'm expecting a little bit more, but just wanted to put that out there. So... I'm not sure offhand, so I'm just going to name them off. Um, I've been to the Islanders at Barclays. I've seen Columbus, Chicago, Vegas, Nashville, Detroit, Ottawa, and Toronto. And then I've been outside of the Minnesota arena and also the same with Madison Square Gardens, but I haven't actually been in for a game yet. Nice. My God, that's, yeah, that's Yeah, you blew me out of the water. Russ is like, please don't say more than five. Please, <laughs> please, let's have about the same number. No, that's awesome, though. Yeah, that's which. Uh, which one? Uh, sorry. No, and I was gonna say like which. I was gonna probably ask the same thing. Like, which arena did you feel like had the most like I don't know ambiance kind of feel you kind of get with what I'm saying? Because when I went to Toronto and Pittsburgh, it was just nuts. How like bigger the arenas are than the abs is out here oh yeah the balls arena yeah and then <laughs> and that and just how into the into it the fans were compared to like some of the u.s side teams yeah so when i went to nashville i found the crowd was like super aggressive like they were even like booing me out in my well, i was in a new jersey devils jersey that day <laughs> oh wow <laughs> they were so aggressive <laughs> But I liked the Columbus Arena the best. I feel like everyone was really into it. Some of the Americans were asking us what penalties were because they weren't really sure what was going on, which I thought was funny when they were asking the Canadians there. But <laughs> like the cannon that went off was cool and just the whole ambience. It was really sweet down there. Yeah, oh man, uh, I could definitely see Nashville being a little more aggressive. Uh, like, it is Smashville and all. Um, drinking beer out of fishes or whatever the hell they do sneaking, down there. Sneaking catfish in, in the, inside inside the arena, like through your pants or something. I, I, I think we, we covered that. Yeah, like if they're crazy enough to sneak a fucking catfish in into an arena in your pants, then uh, yeah, you're probably gonna get yelled out a couple times for and wearing. And once again, people, these are not like like 16 inch like catfish. No, these are like big old catfish. My like like uh, when you go noodling, sucking on your entire arm, kind of catfish. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about drinking beer out of weird things, okay? So I'm on your Instagram account right now, just looking at this. So it says day 34 of isolation, skate chug challenge. Thanks for the nomination. Now you you just poured a beer into a skate and you're drinking out of the skate. 
and I'm watching it right now. And this has got to be one of the most interesting things I've probably ever seen. So, is that a new skate, or did you wear that? It's 100% a used skate. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, one of, it's my goalie skate, so that was strategic. <laughs> it's a little cheaper than my player skates. I hope you use that after a game. That is beautiful. Oh, I stink like beer nonstop. The smells never got out of that booth. <laughs> oh, that is fucking jam right there. That is jam. I'm, I might be growing something in there, but it's good luck. I'll yeah, keep it. It's, it's, it might be a little yeasty, but hey, that's all right, <laughs> right? Oh wow, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, big big jam for actually doing that. Cause, um, well, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay it out real quick. Like when I used to play hockey, I didn't wear socks with my skates. So if I would have had to do that, I'd have been fucked. because uh, those things did not smell proper. No. And, what? hey, Rachel, what about a hockey glove? Would you drink out of your own hockey glove? Did you just call her Rachel? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sam, god dang it. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I had, a wow. meeting. I had a meeting with a lady named Rachel today. Oh, but Jesus. No, was, my god, how embarrassing. But, no, would yeah. you ever drink it out of your own hockey glove? I don't know if that would work. I think there's holes in my glove. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine Could you imagine the, the flavor in there? Uh, it's always oh, a fit. Uh, well, Calm down, Guy Fieri. Yeah. It's like it's like he's excited to go down to Flavortown. Yeah, he's going to Except it's hilarious. nothing good. That's good. He's going to start a new, like, Gretzky's, uh, Gretzky's diner and just put all hey. the food and used uh, hockey equipment. God, it's like the reverse hey, hands, flash. Hands and feet, hands and feet. Oh there it is. Oh, boy. Market for everything. Oh, <laughs> oh my what a, God! What a what an interesting detour you just took us down. Thank you very much, Bryce. That was wonderful. Uh, my brains hurt. Uh, sorry, Sam. I'm kidding. But that was an interesting video. <laughs> Seeing somebody chuck a beer out of a skate. Never seen that before. That yeah. was pretty interesting. That's pretty great. Well, yeah. that and uh, onto your skate thing. Yeah, I've had mine since like high school. So there's some there's a decent stench coming out of that thing, and oh. I still use. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I mean. You never. Hey, it doesn't matter how bad you smell as long as you skate pretty well, right? <laughs> Ish. I'm kidding. Ish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't number. I wasn't the number one on my edges or anything. But I mean, I I, I skated all right. But goddamn, most of the time when anybody was trying, uh, when I would have to go. Um, uh, get them sharp, and I had to pay a little extra because they wouldn't. They would just could not stand like even being around the smell of those things. <laughs> That's just a little d- dive into my old hockey career. Anyways, oh so Sam, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end this just like this terrible conversation right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm putting I'm putting my foot down somehow, now. somehow. I'm putting I'm putting my wheels down. All right. Uh, so uh, Sam, uh, out of out of the ones that you haven't been to, uh, which one, uh, which uh, like uh, uh, arena do you think uh, you're most excited to go and uh, and see? possibly I want to go to a Flames home game for sure probably a battle of Alberta if I can Oh yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, especially, uh, yeah, especially uh, now that you know they're uh, both Calgary and uh, Edmonton are uh, very actual formidable, formidable teams that uh, that act like uh, it, it wasn't like uh, you know earlier where both teams were kind of like uh, near the bottom of the league. Now they're actually fighting for uh, chances, especially especially now in this Northern Division, which um, um, that's got to be awesome seeing the uh, Battle of Alberta like at least nine or uh, eight or nine times. 
it's cool, but it kind of takes the excitement away a little bit, just seeing the same games over and over again. Right, yeah. I mean, it does, but uh, like uh, at, at the same time, I mean, I, I think it adds more to the rivalry. I, I feel like uh, maybe next year when it's everything's back to normal, those like three or four games are really going to hit harder. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. We talked about that earlier, how the rivalries are just going to like up. Like with Vegas and us. Oh yeah. Like that's even gotten ignited, and I mean everybody. It's like it seems like the last few games we've been chippy with everyone. Oh yeah. Well, everybody's just so so fucking tired of seeing each other's ugly ass faces. I think. Uh, <laughs> so other other than Calgary, uh, where, where do you think you'd like to go? Maybe uh, like in the states. I want to go to the West Coast and just go see all the California teams and just kind of do a little tour up there, I think. Well, yeah, and, and what's so great about that is it's pretty much just like a trip up the, what, the 505? 405? 405. Yeah, uh, that's and that's what uh, that, I think that's really cool. I mean, how how close Anaheim and LA is. You can do that. You, I mean, if uh, if you got a an 11 a.m. game in LA, you could t- hit a 6 a 6 p.m. game in Anaheim. That, or you could do a freeway face-off game where they go off and go against each other. Those are always exciting to watch. Speaking, yeah, uh, which uh, which I've heard LA uh, Los Angeles Kings fans are are pretty pretty insane. As well oh man oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes a ducks a ducks fan who has been uh who has been to uh the staples center is just sitting here yeah no yeah. i've been around it i have not been in it yet but oh you've been around yeah it? okay i almost enough. went this year but then covid hit <laughs> Yeah. Fucking or, pandemic, man. Right. I swear. COVID. I, I was going to go out to the Staples Center, and it was like me and a bunch of Ducks fans that got tickets. Oh, yeah. You're going to go rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole section of us. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, are you like, are, are, so this goal is just to be, uh, are you going to try to also uh, tattoo in these, uh, in these arenas as well if you get the chance if i ever got the chance i would take it up but ice time is so expensive to book it to do that it's insane yeah um but i mean <laughs> hey um uh fundraisers are all kickstarter that right <laughs> kickstarter that or just me? pull the do you know who i am card oh yeah just walk up <laughs> do and you know do who you know I am? Who I, i'm sam fucking mansbridge <laughs> i'm tattooing in your arena thank you very much <laughs> And then Garcon, my bags. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not to mention I, all my tattooing my equipment in my, in my car. Be a be a good be a good boy. Grab that for me. <laughs> I will sit over here. Center ice. <laughs> oh my gosh. It rage. I'm just kidding. Hey Sam. Jesus back. fucking Christ. <laughs> no, it was a I mean, I'm just messing around. No, no, Sam, and I'm she hangs up. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's gone. <laughs> I apologize about that earlier. No, but I'm looking at your, yeah, again, your Instagram. And I'm seeing you know this awesome picture of you in Ontario. You're just capping that skyscraper. I forget what it's called. But I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's an awesome <laughs> picture. And so I'm just curious, like your hockey journey. Do you ever go out to different, you know, outdoor rinks, lakes? Has your journey taken a bunch of cool, really cool outdoor rinks? And what's your favorite outdoor rink? 
Um, so basically, I love going to outdoor rinks. This winter, I made it my goal to go to as many as I could, just because we were in provincial lockdown, so I couldn't really do anything other than skate ponds. Um, right. The CN Tower skate was a lot of fun. I've been waiting to do that for a few years, and just the view was phenomenal. The ice wasn't that good. We literally went the last day you could go. It was kind of like the water was coming in closer to us as the day went on. Like, it was kind of getting sketchy near the end. Oh, yeah. Um, but there was even like, we found this like really peaceful one this winter too, that was just in the middle of a forest. And we lugged this like net with us through the woods, like in the truck. And then we get there and it had a net. Oh. <laughs> we were just like, oh man. So I brought this fucking thing, I didn't even need it. <laughs> we literally hiked with it. Well, like take a lap. Narnia. Oh, that's like the most, that's probably the most uh, magical Canadian thing ever is to like, you know, hike into the woods somewhere and find this beautiful pond to skate on and there's already a net there that's just incredible that's it sounds like like a dream to me like uh, that that would be my heaven if i if i um maybe turn turn my life around and start being a better person i guess uh, that would be that would be my heaven it's just like yeah just like a secluded uh, pond with a with a goal there just ready to play just ready to shred it's like i'm imagining some of those videos where they're up in like the mountains and it's just like snow-covered mountains and woods just all around it's like yes one gigantic beam of light just beaming down on the pond you know like the uh uh the hallelujah <laughs> chorus starts going when you see yes. it hallelujah. just hockey narnia no that's yeah, that's incredible yeah i mean what a serene way to like you know play a beautiful game of hockey man i think it's a cool goal too to just visit as many outdoor rinks as you can because to me when i think of hockey it's a winter sport and it's so much better when you're watching an outdoor game is it yeah so much better you know it it's in the winter it's played in the winter hockey's played in the winter no it's just a beautiful fucking thing just as you imagine as a hockey player just it's awesome as you can imagine just this is the best fucking thing ever to be outdoors and so to find something like that is pretty awesome it's a good goal too yeah absolutely i kind of feel like that's maybe how like lake Lake tahoe for you know like the boston bruins and the philadelphia flyers vegas you get to skate on the lake right oh (laughs) Dude, we're not actually skating on the lake. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know if you got to uh, see that, Sam, but uh, uh, during like the uh, background, you know, like you know how the Winter Classic does those background things. Uh, P P E Belmar of the Colorado Avalanche was t- uh, was told that they were gonna play at Lake Tahoe, and he's like, "Yeah, that's really cool. I, I, I like I've I've never actually played on a lake before." And uh, Andre Burakovsky is right next to him. He's like, "Dude, we're not actually playing on the lake. It's gonna, it was <laughs> it, it was it, absolutely it, hilarious." And, and then, he he looks so crushed. He was so <laughs> crushed. He's like, "What?" So deflated. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little, just a little context, man. like poor, poor P. E. Belmore. He was, he was so excited. Um, so what's next for, uh, so, so what's next for Sam's man, uh, Sam? Uh, see, I like, I keep wanting to say Sam's man bridge. So, uh, so what's next for Sam Man's bridge after you know, like, uh, moving on, like, still with the uh, Instagram and maybe more, more um, uh, arenas. What's that? What's after that? Basically, just trying to get better and better at the game and learn as much as I can from people I meet along the way. I've got to meet, like, train with some pretty cool people over the years, too, which have been 
are pretty sweet for me. Yeah, like uh, like who who have you been able to train with so far? Um, I've just like had different interactions. Like I got to do off ice training with Hockey Sauce Kit down in Chicago a couple years ago, and Daniel Carcillo came out and showed us around and like did some shooting with us, like rapid fire and stuff like that. This winter, I got to go to the Rink of Dreams and work with Pavel Barber. I got to play goalie against him, which was crazy. Oh God, <laughs> I bet that legit. was. I bet I bet that was difficult, at the very least. <laughs> literally a point where I was just staring at him and forgot to goalie because I didn't know what he was going to do next and I was just like stuck. <laughs> I mean the silkiest of minutes. I, I, yeah, I'd probably be the same. I'm like ah, uh, just staring at him like damn man, you're really oh fuck, I gotta save this. I gotta try to save this puck. <laughs> Have a dumb and dumber moment. Is that, are, are those your skates? <laughs> Both of them? Oh, cool. <laughs> Bar papers. Nice. <laughs> uh, See you later. Uh, we think we, we we think we're like the funniest people ever. Sam, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, and um, uh, you were actually mentioning to me that about coming down for possibly the PBR uh, uh, PBR tournament in Colorado soon too. Yeah, we've been trying to do that for a few years, and like every year it ends up not working out for me, and then COVID hit the year we thought we'd finally be able to do it, so I really hope next year. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, we do have uh, we do have some nice pawns to play that on, and, and not to mention a couple other tournaments that, I, like I, uh, I had mentioned, uh, there's, a, there's a huge, uh, gigantic fundraiser uh, charity tournament uh, coming up in June, the uh, Dog Bowl. It's uh, yeah, it's like a, 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 th- a whole, three. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, a, a ha- almost like half a week long tournament. Uh, all basically just raise uh, to raise money for uh, the for any hurt or you know sick hockey players in the community. And um, we're always looking for teams. So um, if uh, if you're interested in that, we can always pass you inf- info. We love having people come in and play. And I mean, if if you want to play some puck down in uh, the Rado, <laughs> yeah, good All right. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, um, I think uh, one one big thing about hockey is being able to travel. Like I think hockey travels so well. So. Uh, Whenever you when you kind of travel with hockey, it's it's really easy to kind of you know fit in in other places. Oh, for sure. And I, I like and uh, that's a that's and that's one of the best things about hockey. Really, is just everybody. Uh, the hockey community is uh, really just so wide and tight knit in in just the fact in the love of hockey. Right. And then, Sam, getting back to your tattooing, how long have you been doing that? And what kind of style are you predominant in or dominant in, I guess? So I've been tattooing for nine years. I kind of dabble in a little bit of everything. My portfolio is pretty wide. I've always kind of worked in street shops, so you'd have to be able to just take on whatever came in the door. Now I'm in a custom shop by appointment kind of thing, so I get to do bigger pieces and things that I really get to get into, which is nice. Nice. 
And uh, how many hockey pieces have you done? Have you done a lot or just like, you know, the ones that you got to do at Little Caesars in what, and AT&T play, AT&T? T-Mobile. T-Mobile Arena? Yeah. Have you done, have you done other hockey pieces? I've done a few hockey tattoos. I did some retro hockey gloves with the Toronto Maple Leaf logo. I've done some goalie masks and just like like little hockey laces and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I I, I love to do that. Like actually on the top of my foot, just have a like lace uh, tattoo on the top of my foot, just hockey <laughs> laces on them. Have fun. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've already got my shin, like, all of my shin bone tattooed. It can't feel any worse than that. <laughs> You're right. <Yeah>. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all right, go for it, Bryce. Yeah, so, um, Sam, you talked about Sauce Kit. And I just wanted to know if that is as fun as you guys make it look. And how does it help you in the off season? So, it's good because it also helps you train for like doing like the perfect saucer pass and it gives you the ability to bring hockey anywhere you go i literally pack it everywhere i travel it folds flat so i can put it in a bag if i need to or i can just use it to carry my pucks and you could tie it up in a net as a target when i was doing all the ponds this year and there was no nets at some of them i would just use the sauce kit and we would just kind of play on the pond with the two nets we play on the beach there's a little flotation so you can play in the lake it's pretty sweet oh that's pretty cool I want one. Uh, yeah, dude, who doesn't? Been thinking uh, about that for a while. Sauce kid. <laughs> it's a, you can even float it in the lake. That's incredible. Just a little floaty. That's my favorite. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Just like a, a, a sauce kitten in a canoe. And I think <laughs> the, the coolest, dirtiest play I can ever make is a nice sauce pass. Oh it's yeah. Like a one timer through the crowds. Like, I think that's one of the coolest plays in hockey is a saucy pass. Oh, absolutely. Ah, oh, saucing. <laughs> just saucing. Uh, just saucing. Just saucing. On the sauce with Ross. Well, thank. Well, Sam, thank you so much for hanging out and talking with us. Um, is there anything you'd like to, uh, you know, maybe like plug before we, uh, before we uh, call this one good? Um, just basically all of the brands that I support. I I want to thank them for supporting me and also. They're great training tools to check out. So if you check anything out on my profile, I only use what I actually genuinely support, and it all works pretty good for me so far. Right on. And uh, one more thing, like if you could say anybody say anything to anybody, you know, like starting to play hockey right now, like uh, like an older uh, like older adults and stuff like that. What what what, uh, what would be like your best uh, best advice, or you know, just to tell them just don't get discouraged it's really hard and you're always going to progress as long as you're willing to put in the work you're not going to get stuff without putting in the work yeah couldn't have said it better yeah right on um uh do you want to shout out anybody uh anybody back home any social media uh bottle pop and butte my line mate i would say Right on, right on. Um, boys, you got anything else? No, just thanks for all of our listeners. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. It was fun chatting with you. And, uh, yeah, uh, you guys. Bryce, do you have anything to say to Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
never gonna live that down. You're never no, gonna live that no. down. <laughs> Bring work life into the podcast life. My bad. Um, but no, uh, Sam, it was so awesome talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Um, and then I guess is you know uh, you boys and my beer nation. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, you can find Sam Mansbridge at sammansbridge.com to find all of her awesome art, to to buy prints. Check her out on Instagram at RookieRocket13 and find us um, on the Bench with Beaks at uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, that other one, Instagram, and stream <laughs> and stream us now on Anchor, uh, po- uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Podbean, Breaker, Verbal Podcasts, and YouTube. Thank you so much, Sam. It was such a fun time. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us. And without further ado, V Horsh. Afidisen. Salut. Try the damn thing, see what happens.